Okay, uh, today is Missions Weekend, so you have your bulletin, all right? You find that in your bulletin inside, there is also a special missions thing, all right? Now, if you don't have it, all right, uh, I'm not sure whether we can give any more to you. All right, if you don't have this one, you can hands up, you can hands up, all right? And I'm not, I'm, well, so many, uh, I'm not sure. That means that uh, you never took the bulletin, eh? All right, so we can give as many as we can. There's not many left. All right, never mind, don't worry. All right, so let, let, let me highlight a couple of things in that bulletin. Uh, so you find that in the first phase of your missions bulletin, all right, uh, we have three kinds of missions in SIBKL. First of all, the overseas mission. Obviously, we cannot save the entire world. We cannot minister to the world. So we focus on Myanmar ministry, which is our focus this year on our missions weekend. So every year we focus on one uh, mission. So this year we chose to focus on Myanmar mission. And afterwards, I get Pastor uh, 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 Sister Tanya to come out to share with you what has transpired over the 11 years since SIBKL entered into Myanmar since 2008 from uh, Cyclone Nagis. It's amazing. So how we started, we entered in 11 years ago, started with orphanages where we ministered and set up 27 orphanages and we ministered to over a thousand orphans. And the reason is because of this. You know, when Cyclone Najis came, literally hundreds and thousands died. Many of them, parents died. The children were left orphan. And you know that if we don't go in, two crimes of people will go in. Number one are the Buddhists. The Buddhists will now capture all these young people and they put them and become little tiny monks, you know what I mean? With all the hair, hair shaved and coach them and tutor them in the temples. But also more, uh, more dangerous is the second group of people that went in immediately inside the pedophiles. They go in and lap and take all the children from the streets. These are the pedophiles. Huh? So they go in. So we have to go in very rapidly, very quickly, and we went in and captured the orphans. But that's all we can do is to set up 27 orphanages and minister to 1,000 orphans. But now, over the last 11 years now, that ministry has shifted. And Sister Tanya will tell you what has happened in the last 11 years. And you will be blessed. All right? So everything that we give today, all right, is towards this Myanmar mission. We also have the Philippines mission. All right, we minister to the Philippines. Again, it happened after that typhoon uh, in Philippines several years ago, and God opened the door for us. All right, East Malaysia, as you know, those of us uh, who have journeyed with uh, us in this church long enough will know that our mandate is in East Malaysia. All right, and this is a long, long story. We just had Kuching, right, and Ranau. It's been awesome. Don't you think so? How many of you were in Kuching and Ranau? Raise your hands. In the balcony? Nobody. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, praise God. So many of us were there. We had an awesome time. Don't you think so? And, but we'll continue to impact and influence East Malaysia because therein lies the future of Christendom in Malaysia. But we also have local missions in this church. All right, here we are. We have ETOP where we teach tuition, all right, especially to a group of Japanese ladies. All right, so we teach tuition to those people from outside who knows, want to learn English. And of course, we use, where else? Which book? The best English book is actually the Bible. So we use the Bible to teach them English. And of course, uh, some of them get saved. Amen? Hallelujah. And uh, at the same time, the English improve as well. So we have IMF as well, which is the Indonesian Maids Fellowship, as well as the Filipino Fellowship, 
where also the Filipino Maids Fellowship as well. All right, we also have the Orang Asli's Fellowship in Semananjong. SIBKL supports 33 Orang Asli's pastors in the whole of Semananjong, in the Jangka Triangle, in Cameron Highlands, in Greek, and in Johor. All right, next year, we will focus on the OA ministry in Semananjong. So these are our missions for SIBKL. These are missionaries. All right, uh, so we have a missionary, Posil Yun, in France. All right, it is so good that SIBKL can send a missionary back to Europe. They need us. Do you think so? Yes. Olden days, they came over, set up missionary schools, but now, more than ever before, they need the light. And so we are privileged to send Siu Yun to minister in France. And uh, Philippe Po, he doesn't want his picture. Uh, uh, and he doesn't want us to know where he is, but you, some of you will know where he is. A very sensitive part of China, all right, okay, that he is there with his entire family, all right. And you know, Philip uh, is a Harvard graduate. Uh, he's not nobody, but because God, he, he, he wants to give his life to the Lord fully. So, uh, Harvard graduate in business. So, the Lord really used him to become a missionary in that part, all right. Uh, Emmeline, Emmeline is Dr. Wong Samkyong's daughter. All right, all right, and now she, we are supporting her as a missionary to Taiwan. Amen. All right, and then uh, we have a mission in Africa, Rachel. All right, Rachel Ma. And then we have two missionaries in Cambodia, Karen, and our previous missions pastor, Pastor Chok, is now in Cambodia. All right, only this week, I think he left for Cambodia, and so he's now a missionary in Cambodia. So these are the missions, missionaries that we support. We also support missionary organizations. All in all, 20 missionary organizations, including InterServe, OMF, Wycliffe, La, uh, ICM, La, World Outreach, La, Go Force Asia, and so on and so forth. And we also support Plunk. Plunk is a ministry specifically for gays. All right, so we support them. Temple Church, La, Reading Bus. Reading Bus is to bring in books to the interior to help them improve their literacy. So all these things we support and a lot of your missionary uh, 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 givings go towards supporting regularly these 20 missionary organizations very regularly. Why? Because they need help, all right? Especially in this economic downturn, many of the donors have withdrawn, but we have not, okay? We have not, so uh, that's where all your things go, okay? So go to the booth outside, all right? There are booths outside today, Our, uh, booths for Sabah mission trip. So every year, we, have, we send a mission trip to Sabah. Go as a family, yeah? Go as a family, you'll be blessed, the children will be blessed, all right? And then the Orang Asis mini, um, mission trip into the interior in Cameron Highlands and so, so forth. So go and join the mission trips. Now, I want to highlight this, especially online tuition volunteers. What is it? It is that a startup that we started this year, uh, we just explored it, just experimented on it, and it's very, very successful. This is it. Every Saturday, a group of ladies and men as well, we need men, uh, who are prepared to give two hours only. Maybe once a week, maybe once a month, the more the better. What do we do? We connect online tuition to students in Pulau Bongi, on the tip of Borneo. So at the same time, while they were doing that, we are teaching them tuition. In, so this is it, all right? In what? In English, mathematics. So all of you know English, right? 
or else you won't be here. Many of you, most of you are university graduates. You can teach. Lah. Mathematics. So we need help. Two hours. This is so successful that when we develop it, expand on it, we don't even have to go over there to teach them. We can sit here and this can be now be expanded for the orang asals in the interior in Samananjung. If we can do that for Bolabongi, we can do that for Samananjung, right? So this is very, very successful, but we need help. So go to the booth and see if you can spare two hours to teach English or mathematics or contact Irene Lai. I'm going to invite now Sister Tanya to share with you more about the Myanmar mission and everything that we do today gives go towards this Myanmar mission and you will be amazed how God has shifted our focus and you will be blessed. Now, I know the offering back has passed by, but you feel led to give more. Please do so within the next one or two weeks. So put your hands together. Welcome on the stage, Sister Tanya, who heads the, mission, the ministry on a Myanmar mission. Mingalaba, this morning I would like to share about God's faithfulness in our ministry in Myanmar for the last 11 years. Myanmar was hit by Cyclone Nagis in 2008. It was a tragic event because more than 138,000 people perished. The Lord opened the door for us to enter Myanmar when Sinchu Foundation gave us 210,000. We helped in the rebuilding of two villages together with a Burmese company, Israel Foreign Aid, Singapore Red Cross and others. We also built more than 30 preschools for the Baptist Church. SIB sent in funds and we were able to rebuild two churches. After that, we stayed on to help the needy orphanages. God has been very good. We started with three and later on, we managed to bless 27 orphanages. These are some of our lovely children. We also buy gifts for them. We want to thank Sinchu Foundation also because they supported our children for seven years, but they had to stop due to certain government restrictions. During the early years, Kids Zone pastor and teachers went in to run children's camp. Some of our orphanages were renting premises. So God sent us numerous donors and partners so that we could build homes for them. I remember receiving a check of 100000 from a group of non-believers. White Dove was renting 
but today they have a place called home. We raised some funds for Life Garden, and a Singapore brother contributed another 70% to build this wonderful place for them. The children in wind childcare were staying in a wooden house, but today they have beautiful home in a very nice environment. Anna started in a wooden hut, but later a better place was built for them, followed by a church and Bible school. Many of our children's lives are being impacted and transformed. Two of our orphans were sent for operation. Now Mankup can walk, and Lin Shi not only regained her smile, but her confidence and self-worth. These are our graduates from Obed Home. We thank God that over the years, more than 100 of our children have gone to colleges and universities. And more than 150 have entered Bible schools and they are serving God all over the nation. We also encourage them to do sustainable projects. So some of them are in vegetable farming, mushroom, fish farming, pigs, chicken, and this is a tuition centre. The house parents are requesting for second-hand laptops to give to their children in high school and universities. So if you have any lying around that um, you might not need, please donate them. Over the years, we have released orphanages that are financially independent. So out of 27 orphanages, we only have six left now. We see this as God's alignment to take us to a new season of church planting. SIB is supporting 12 church planters. These are our pastors and their families. All of them have miracles and also um, testimonies of God's faithfulness. But I'm only able to share a few today. Cain Church started under a tent. Then the church built a bamboo um, building or bamboo house. But now they have a very nice building. Ledaukan and Full Gospel Church was planted a few years ago. In Full Gospel Church, there's no water supply, so the members dug a well. The amazing thing is that this well gives them clear water, the only one in the community. So they're able to bless the villagers with the water. Praise God. Lego Christian Church started as an orphanage, but today is a church for the community. We supported Living Water Orphanage for a few years, but their children have all grown up, 
So they are now focusing on evangelism. Their church is growing and they have even planted another church outside Yangon. Pastor Joshua is one of our three pastors ministering in the Irrawaddy Delta. He started church in his wooden home, but God sent him a businessman last year who gave him funds to build a new building. The dedication service was held last Saturday. We started supporting Pastor Jonah when he planted a church in a homeless area. Actually, it's a squatter area where the homeless are. But sadly, after a year, the authorities came and demolished the church as well as all the houses. While seeking the Lord as to what to do next, a rich believer gave him this beautiful house to use as his residence and church. Today, his church is flourishing and they are reaching out to the poor and homeless. It's so amazing. Yes, we give glory to God. It's really awesome to see God at work in Myanmar. I'd like to show you a video clip of a church that we planted last year. Wow. Praise God. Uh, this church is actually very poor. I remember visiting them on the 26th of May, and the pastor told me they are all praying and fasting. So I asked them what are they fasting about, and he told me that they are fasting for uniforms because they could not afford to buy uniforms, and the school starts in five days' time. So you see, God's timing is so perfect. We are able to buy the uniforms for them. The church is renting uh, this building. It's actually very small, and it gets flooded when it rains heavily. So we are praying to buy a piece of land for them. We are also hoping to buy the pickup truck as soon as possible because the children come to church on motorbikes. And you can see that it's so dangerous. I sat on a motorbike once, three of us on a bike, and I can tell you I was praying all the way in case I fall. SIB also sent in medical missions 
and Children Ministry team to Myanmar. Brother Desmond Teo is organizing the trips. And over the last three years, four teams have gone in. Our members are able to demonstrate God's love in action. And our pastors were able to share the gospel with the villagers who came. They are always grateful because it is quite expensive to go to hospitals and many could not afford it. Last year, the team ministered to the Kachin refugee children. After receiving treatment and hearing the gospel, praise God, 43 of them gave their lives to God. This year, we are planning a trip from the 8th of November to the 11th. So, if you are interested to join, please go to the counter at the lobby after the service. We also arranged for another church uh, where some of the doctors wanted to go in to do medical outreach. This man with a tumour on his face came to seek treatment. Of course, the doctor couldn't do very much for him because they're there only for like three, four days. So they prayed that God would heal him. Look at him now. Praise the Lord. After a few weeks, he was healed and his whole family accepted the Lord. This year, the Lord led us to help the slum children. They stay in really not very nice places. But we have pastors ministering to them. SIB sponsored a camp, and at the end of the camp, all the children accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Praise God. We also bought uniforms for some of them so they could go to school. So next year, we hope to give 200 ringgit to each child per year so that they could buy school necessities to keep them in school. If they were to drop out, they'll likely be victims of child labour or worse still, child traffickers. We also help in community projects and crisis relief. During the earthquake in Tajile, we rebuilt a few homes and churches. We also dug wells all over Myanmar, actually as far as the Kachin state, when there was a drought over there. So we built in schools, in villages, and this is the center for trafficked women who were rescued. Many of them were taken to be sent to China as brides, but the pastors were able to rescue them. Funds were also sent in to help the Kachin refugees who are mostly Christians. The plight of the Rohingyas are often highlighted, but sadly, very few know about the abuse and suffering happening now in the Kachin state. We also help flood victims. 
So to summarize, what do we need? We are praying for a piece of land and a truck for the church in Dala. Also, we hope to raise 200 per child for the slum children. We need doc more doctors, volunteers for our coming trip. And also, if you have any used laptops, do donate them. You can contact me or the church office. I believe all of you are familiar with this verse, which is the great commission given by our Lord Jesus Christ. It would be wonderful if all can go for missions. I remember what Pastor Chu said in his recent sermon. He said the best masterclass for discipleship is best learned in the field, not in the church. So I want to encourage all of you to go because the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Whatever has been accomplished in Myanmar would not have been possible without God. So truly, we want to give Him all the glory and praise. Amen. Give God a good, good clap offering because He deserves all the highest praise. And truly, everything that we do is for His glory that no man will usurp His glory. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, I commit this time to You, even as You look into Your Word, You help me, Lord, to communicate what is in Your heart, that we sow in tears, we reap in joy. Thank You, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to Psalm 126. That's what I will share with you today. Just expound and expand on this one psalm in which this phrase, sow in tears, reap in joy, is found. You know, during my 40 days of fast and pray, uh, one thing I did was I read through all the 150 Psalms. And when I went through the Psalms, and uh, when I was asked, what is your title for this uh, mission, this year mission weekend, it just came to my mind because I was time I just finished Psalm 126. It is sow in tears, reap in joy, not knowing actually what. When I went back to it again, I found that it is so appropriate for us even here this morning. So let, let me read. Let's all read together. Psalm 126, sow in tears, reap in joy. Can we read together? All right, left to right, front to back, top to bottom. Read out loud. Are you ready? One, two, three. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in a nagith. We'll reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. Let me give you some general comments. Whatever I share about this psalm, you can apply it to your own life personally or you can apply it to the church, your ministry, even to the nation. Whatever we sow in tears, we reap with joy is a kingdom principle. If you don't sow, you don't reap. But if you reap with tears, what kind of tears I share with you later on, you will guarantee that you will reap back with joy. 
so it can apply to you personally. So can I encourage you? And what and whatever I share with you, all right, can you apply it and internalize it? And I will help you as we go along the line. One of the key sentences of this psalm is the Lord has done great things for us. I like this because it's repeated twice. The first sentence is the Lord has done great things for them. And then the psalmist recognized that as he penned the lyrics of this song, that it cannot be that people say, hi, hi, uh, it's okay with you, pastor. Uh, God has blessed the church. God has blessed Myanmar. God has blessed. It's dumb, 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 dumb. No. The next phrase, he says, God, the Lord has done great things for us. The Lord has done great things for me. So in other words, I'm going to zero in to your life. The Lord has done great things for you. How many of you in your life, in the past, the Lord has done great things for you? Raise up your hands. Praise the Lord, almost 100% of you. And it is true. As we look back at our lives, the Lord has done great things for you. The more pertinent question is, have you forgotten it? And very often we have, you see. We have forgotten that we are where we are today. The Lord has healed us. The Lord has delivered us. The Lord has salvaged our families. The Lord has saved us. But we've forgotten. And so the psalmist says, no. It's not only the Lord has done great things for them. Very impersonal. No, no. The Lord has done great things for me. So let's not be ungrateful. Let's not be presumptuous and take God for granted. And you notice the tenses of this psalm as we go down the line, I'm giving some general comments, is that there is a progression from the past. The Lord has done this. And the present, we are filled with joy to the future. He will. He will. So if we were to divide this psalm, we can divide it into three very distinctive portions. Verse 1 to verse 3, there are six verses. Huh? The first half talks about the past. The Lord has done great things for us. So let's remember, even today, as we did the communion, what are we, what are we doing? We are remembering, right? As we remember, we also look forward, correct or not? At the same time, we confess our sins, correct or not? So there is a past. There is a present, there is also the future. And it's evident in this psalm. And then the watershed would be the third, second part of verse 3, when he says, we are now filled with joy as we remember what God has done for us. At the same time as we remember, we also look forward, the Lord will do this. As much as He has done this for us, He will also continue to do this for us. Why? Because He is the same God. It is a message of hope. In other words, Psalm 126, when we say, sow in tears, reap in joy, it is a message of hope, but not hopeless hope. Huh? It's not a hope that is built on sentiments. You know, I hope, uh, I hope, I hope. No, it's a hope that is built on facts. 
a hope that is built on God, what God has done for you and done for me in the past. So it is not a hopeless hope built on emotions or sentiments. It is not just a, 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 a wishy-washy thinking. All right? It is a hope that is built on solid foundations as much as God has helped you in the past. And that's what the psalmist remember. Look to the future. God will continue to help us in the days that lie ahead. So let's first of all go to verse 1 to verse 3. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. No, no, no. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are filled with joy. In other words, the psalmer, he sings. He sings. He's singing a song, all right? First of all, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. This verse tells me the context of the psalm. It was not written by David, who lived in 1000 BC, but it was written by the returnees from captivity from Babylon. The Lord has restored the fortunes of Zion, and we were like those who dream. In other words, they set foot into Jerusalem after 70 years of captivity, and they couldn't believe it. Am I dreaming? They were shocked. They were stunned. It's too good to be true. And yet it was true. Why? Because just a few years ago, all right, a few years or so, they said, oh, our mouths are filled with laughter and tongues with joy. Why? Because, wow, this is too good to be true. And we are now filled with joy. We are back to Jerusalem. Why? Because just a few years ago, in Psalm 137, they sang the Bonnie M song, By the Rivers of Babylon. So they sang, By the Rivers of Babylon, we sat and we wept. It was several years ago only, you know. And then we remember Zion. So several years ago in Babylon, they remember Zion. But now several years later, they are in Zion. How not to be joyful, right? How not to feel, wow, as a remembered. Wow, God, you have done great things for us. You see? And so what I want to show you is that this what happened to them several years ago. There on the poplars, we hung our harps. They can't sing. For there, our captors, the Babylonians, asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. Hey, you are Israelites, right? Israelites love to sing. Jews love to dance. Dance lah, sing lah. And so they said, sing. Sing us under the songs of Zion. But they say, how can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? We can't sing. But now they can. Now they are returned back to... So when they went back to Jerusalem... They remembered all the things God has done for them and their hearts are filled with joy. Let me say to you, my friend, I don't know what situation you are in at the moment. There could be difficult patches in your life, in your work, in your business, in your family, in your relationships, in your children, I don't know. But remember, Remember that God 
has not left you. God has not left you. The God of the past is the same God of the present and is also the same God of the future. He has not left you. You have left Him. He has not lost His power. He wants to bless you. He wants to, He delights to bring you breakthroughs, but you have taken Him for granted, you see? He has blessed you in the past. He's given you so much breakthroughs, but you have manual wing. You have gone astray and you've taken Him for granted and treated Him like an ATM machine. And you have forgotten all the blessings and you've squandered it away. But He wants to break through. He wants to help you. So what do we do? Same God. So we need to do three things. Two to three postures. And this is found in verse 4 to verse 6. The first posture we need to have, you need to pray. You cannot treat God and blame Him because of whatever mess you're in. Who do you think God is? Huh? When He has blessed you in the past, for a while you're so thankful to Him, but after that, you don't even remember Him. And you may even have worshipped other gods. Do you think that God will continue to bless you? You think. And so we need to come back to God and cry. Why? Because this is a song of essence. Ascent, A-S-C-E-N-T-S, ascent. As they ascend Mount Zion, they were singing these songs. So this is not a song of David. I told you, uh, David reigned in 1000 BC. This is 538 BC, uh. But they were ascending Mount Zion, climbing and walking up the hills of Jerusalem to worship God in the temple. As they were singing this song, suddenly reality bites. Why? There was no temple. The temple has been destroyed. So as they walk up the hills of Jerusalem towards Mount Zion, all they see is rubble. And yet, they're singing. Why? It's a song of hope. Because they remembered that God has brought them out of captivity back to Jerusalem and God has helped them in the past. It's the same God. And so what they do? They cry to the Lord, Lord, restore our fortunes. We cry to you. And that's the first posture you need to have. No matter what you're going through, you need Christ. So in tears. What type of tears? Tears of repentance. Tears of desperation. Tears of humility. Coming back to God. If you're arrogant, if think God will help you? No. As they came to God, 
Look at the circumstances around them. They came to the end of themselves. God, we cannot, but you can. You have helped us in the past. You have healed me. You have delivered me. You have blessed me in the past. Yeah, I made a mess of it and it's all gone now. Yes, you, 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 you punished me. But Lord, you, you gave me so many chances and I made a mess of it. God, give me one more chance. And you cried, Lord, restore back the years the locusts have eaten. And not only must you pray, the second posture you have to believe. If you don't believe, nothing will happen. Believer is the same Greek word as faith. How much faith? Little bit. Master seed. You must have faith that God will intervene into your situation. You cannot just mouth prayers and don't worry about God taking for granted. Look, we just had our 40 days of fast and pray. You know how many breakthroughs were there? Why? Because, yeah, Pastor, you ask us, you're, going through, you're not going through the motions. Believe me. There are so many breakthroughs. Why? Because somebody set aside and consecrated themselves and sought the only true God, believing, praying, and God worked. So I don't know what you're going through today. Issues in your work, business, you cannot come to God anyhow and anytime you want. You cannot do that. God wants to help you, but you must come to Him in humility, in faith. You pray, you cry to Him, and you believe. And what happens in this psalm from verse 4 to verse 6, God will move. A miracle will come either suddenly or gradually. Where do you get that from? Verse 4. Suddenly, God can work a sudden miracle. It says here in verse 4, Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Nagiv. What are streams in the Nagiv? We don't understand as Malaysians, but as Jews, when they sing this song, everybody understood what it means. Why? Because the Nagiv is the desert on the south of Israel. When the winter rains come suddenly, fresh floods occur literally within minutes or hours. And the wadi, which is the dry valley, begins to flow with water again. And literally overnight, blossoms come, vegetation come in. It is a sudden occurrence. And in other words, they are trying to say, Lord, you can do a sudden miracle. And I've seen many times, suddenly there's a breakthrough. Suddenly that deal goes through. Suddenly healing comes. You see? So let me show you a pictorial example of what is a flash flood actually in the Nagiv in this video, all right? This actually happened in 2014 to a group of tourists.
This actually is in Nagif, by the way. Suddenly, there are waterfalls in the desert. So the Jews understood what it was because it's a natural phenomenon, you see. Wow, look at that. In the desert. You just take another minute, all right, the whole video. I just So restore our fortunes, O Lord. If you, I, I, I just give you a commentary. Eh? As restore our fortunes, O God, like streams in a nagif. So immediately the Jews understood what it was. That God can work miraculously. And He will. If you cry to Him, if you pray to Him, if you believe it can happen, it will happen not because of you, but because of Him. He wants to do that. Do you believe it or not? Thank you. You see? Come on, let's give God a good clap offering. Shall we do that? But more often than not, He does the miracle gradually. Why? to see whether you believe or not. If it happens all the time, miraculously, here's an ATM machine, I press the button, bang, what's the machine, bang, what's there? No. The principle of sowing. The whole principle of sowing. You have to sow. You have to pray. You have to believe it can take place. And now it depends on you. Are you going to sow or not? Now, sow what? You can sow money, that's one thing, but I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about sowing the word. Why? Because when Jesus talked in the parable of the sower, what does the seed stand for? You tell me. The word of God. So in other words, when we sow, we are actually sowing the word. What does it mean? It means to say this. As I talk now, as I expound scripture in Psalm 126, and in later on refer you back to Isaiah 55, all these are the words of God. Every time a message is preached from this pulpit, it is the word of God. The sowing has been done. I sow. I sow from the word. I'm a farmer. I'm not the word. I sow. I've sown. The question is, what kind of soil is landing in? Rocky soil? Shallow ground? Thorny ground? That's the condition of your heart. 
I can't decide that for you. So if you're sitting down there and you're telling me, Pastor, this is all rubbish. It's your soul. It's your heart. Pastor, I, 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 yeah, I accept it. When you go outside, you allow the cares of the world to choke it in. That's your heart. You decide what kind of a soul your heart is. And my prayer is that as the Word of God is sown every week, it lands on good ground. So that as the farmer sows the seed, God can now nurture the seed, germinate it, and bring forth fruit, either in character or in other ways. This is where you decide what kind of a soil your heart is. God will never do everything for you, one. Don't you think so? He is not, as I said again, an ATM machine. You just press the button. God is God. You'll never take Him for granted. But He wants to bless you. You see? So, let, let me conclude. Can, can I have the, 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 the worship team up? Martin Lloyd-Jones say this. God can do more in five minutes in revival, your own personal revival included. It can be revival in the nation than what man can do in 10 years. Do you believe it? It just depends on you. If you believe God, if your heart is good soil, God can work. But then if you say, Hey, and another, another response is, I don't sow anything. If you don't sow anything, you get nothing. Can you imagine a farmer looking at the, the ground? Wonderful ground, beautiful soil. And then watch until kingdom come and nothing will happen, right? So if you sow nothing, you get nothing. If you don't believe that you must have the Word inside of you, pray, seek God, and allow Him to work in your life, nothing will happen. Those who sow in tears, reap in joy. Harvest will come. Let me close. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. This is a promise of God to you. Now let me end with Isaiah 55. Same principle. Same principle. Isaiah 55, verse 12 to 13, I put it up there. What I didn't put up was Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. Isaiah 55, verse 11 is a famous verse. The Lord will watch over His Word that every time the Word of God is sown, talking about the Word, huh, it will not return void unto Him, correct or not? But it will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. Subject matter, word. Seed ma, seed ma. The word. See, when Jesus says the word, 
The seed is the word. He is very consistent with Scripture. Isaiah 55, the seed is the word. And as God sows the seed, it will not return void unto Him because it, He wants to accomplish the purpose for His glory. But will you allow Him to sow that seed into your life so that your heart is good soil or not? But what will happen is this. If you do that and believe in the Word and not only superficialize it or trivialize it, you will now go out in joy, be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the pine tree. Instead of thorns or briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. What it means is this. What is a thorn bush stands for? All the curses of your life. All the things that, that the devil means bad for you. You become a pine tree, strong, sturdy. Instead of briars, what are briars? Briars are thorns. Will grow the myrtle tree. I googled this morning on what the myrtle tree does. The leaves of the myrtle tree is for healing, especially respiratory diseases. The leaves of the myrtle tree are full of salicylates, aspirin. It's good for your heart. The leaves of the myrtle tree are very good so that oil comes out of the myrtle tree. Essential oils is very good for skin care. The myrtle brings forth a fragrance that is being used for ceremonies in the temple, the Jewish temple. And the myrtle is a symbol of marriage, love in marriage. In other words, God says, I restore all this back to you. Love, joy, peace, healing. But you got to pray. You have to believe. You have to sow. You hear me say this a thousand times in this church. My prayer for you, my friend, as you come to this church, no matter what has happened in the past, what has happened to your previous church, what has happened to all the things in the past, you will laugh again. You will love again. And you will live again. Don't you want it? You will begin to laugh again. You will begin to love again. You will begin to live again. Come on, let's give God a clap offering. This is the promise of God to you. You sow in tears. You reap in joy. It's an agricultural phenomenon. What you sow, you will reap. Hallelujah. Come, let's pray. Oh, Ramanda Katarada Shandai. I feel the anointing of God in my bones, you know. And I know that in a short while, I'm going to give the altar call for you to stand, not to come forward. But when you stand, you say, Pastor, pray for me because I'm going through a time of sowing. I'm sowing, 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 but there's no breakthrough yet. 
But today, I want to believe that something will happen. Why? Because I take the Word of God seriously. God, this heart is good soil. Lord, please water it. And I want to believe that even as you stand, no matter what you're going through today, your marriage, your, your, your business, your work, your career path, your finances, your body, your health. I don't know what it is. I want to believe that as you receive the Word of God into your system, God will now begin to work and will give you returns of a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. Remember, it's always in that order. Hundredfold. Always start first. Because when God blesses you, He blesses you a hundredfold. Always God blesses you. And that's his delight today. So you're going to spend just a couple of minutes now, just a minute or two, just reflecting on what I'm going to say. And then I'm going to ask you, those of you who want to stand, stand by. If I stand here, say, Pastor, I, 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 I believe in the word today and I'm going to appropriate it personally in whatever circumstance that I'm in. So you just spend a moment of quietness, just a minute or two. So I don't want you to stand because people are standing, understand? I want you to stand because you believe. Oh, Ramanda Kata. You already you stand, huh? People are already standing. If you're ready, you stand. And let's believe together that we sow in tears. No matter what difficulty the situation is, God will, will extricate us. And we will reap harvests of joy. And we will become a channel of blessing, understand? Oh, Ramanda Katarada Tell the Lord, Lord, you have done great things for us. You had done great things for me. Today, I won't, re- won't forget. Today, I remember. Today, I remember. And it gives me great hope, Lord. It's not a hopeless hope, but it's a hope based upon the eternal Word of God that will never fail. And today, I want to ask you to help me. And you will lead me from defeat into victory. And whatever has been lost will be restored back again. Oh, hallelujah. So that we can sing with songs of joy with songs of victory for my life, for my health, for my family, for my work, for my business, for my children. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Rashanda Katarada, Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless these dear people with the Word of God. Oh, God, that healing will come Salvation will come. Deliverance will come. Restoration will come. Oh, hallelujah, that whatever it was, it's been stolen, will now come back again. And we will thank you. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we will not take you for granted anymore. And you have done that, Lord. Even as the children of Israel sang to you, you restored back the temple. The walls were rebuilt. And the glory of the latter house was greater than the glory of the former one. Oh God, may it be that the glory of our latter days 
will be greater than the glory of our former ones, Lord. Because we trust in You. You have done it before. You will do it again. You have done it before. You will do it again. Come on, let's give God a good clap offering. Whoa! Let's sing the song. Whoa! Okay. What song is that? Okay, let's sing. Let's sing this song. I learned it in Run Out. Let's sing it, this song in BM. Sing it as a prayer to the Lord. Free Api, Bri Hujan. Amen. Whoa! Berhapus Roh kudus Beri kuasa Berapanmu sekarang Come on, come on Beri api Let's pray to the Lord Break the fire of revival down once again Upon our nation Bring the rain Bring the rain Bring the rain Amen Receive, friends, receive. He's a good God. He will never shortchange you. But we must come to Him with the right posture. God is God. There's nothing impossible that you cannot do. But we need to come to Him in repentance. We need to come to Him in humility and say, Lord, restore our fortunes once again. Pray that for our nation as well, understand? More than ever before, our nation needs our prayers. And God will bless back Malaysia once again. Amen. Come, let's, let's pray for our nation right now. I just feel my spirit. We need to pray for our country. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, godly principles can apply to us personally, can apply also to our, main, our nation of Malaysia. Right now, Father Lord, as forces of darkness hover over the land, 
Father, we turn to you for strength. We know, God, you can do it, Lord. What you have started, you will complete for the glory of your name. That Malaysia will be healed. Malaysia will be saved. Malaysia will be delivered. And all the evil schemes of man will come to nothing, Father Lord. Will come to nothing. Father, we sow in tears. We all sowed in tears. But the day will come and we will reap with joy. We will reap with joy again. Father, we will commit our nation to you right now at this critical period of our time. That you will thwart the evil schemes of man and work your purposes out, Father Lord, for the greater good of the rakyat. No matter what race we come from, that this country will always enjoy peace, will always enjoy harmony, will always enjoy prosperity. So we trust you, Father, as we commit our beloved nation to you right now, Lord, that you work your purposes out for your glory. You know, there's a wonderful presence of God in the house. And I know that it's not because of anyone but because the Word of God has been released. When the Word of God is released, the Holy Spirit, God, will now take that Word and it will bear fruit. So Father, we thank You this morning. Lord, even as we leave this place in a short while, may we carry Your Word with us that Psalm 126 will come to pass. Isaiah 55, verse 12 to verse 13 will come to pass. The hills and the trees will clap their hands to honour you, to worship you. And the thorn bush will now become the pine tree. And the briars will now become myrtle. And all of this is for the renown of the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We believe in you. So, Lord, separate us now with your blessing. Bring us back safely home. Go back home and bless your families. And so, may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord make His face always to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face, His wonderful, wonderful face towards you and your loved ones. Some of them are not here with you, but wherever they are, may the Lord turn His face towards you and always grant you shalom. Always grant you shalom. In Jesus' name we pray. And God's people say aloud. Let's give God a good clap offering. God bless you.